is Market Open Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations and insights from leading ASX-listed companies. We welcome our host, Stuart Walters, for another episode, where he'll talk to the individuals behind Australia's top companies of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of Market Open Podcast. Today's guest is Alex Hanley, CEO of Lithium Universe, ASX code LU7. Alex Hanley has proven his capability to deliver capital and execute a fast-tracked exploration strategy across his career in resources. Now as CEO of Lithium Universe, he is at the fore of a company which is fast realising its lofty ambitions in the heart of Canada's James Bay Lithium province. Alex, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Yeah, thanks Stuart. Alex, you've been away for the last couple of months. What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been big. We, uh, Justin and I, the uh, the head of geology, we've been uh, we've been in Toronto and Montreal, and he's been up in in uh, Shibugamu and, and and even north of that in northern Quebec. Uh, both, uh, I suppose, just getting a feel for uh, the, the the company's strategy uh, and how it fits within the the Quebec environment, and and uh, we've been meeting with a, a number of different stakeholders, whether that be. You know, Hatch and, and Premiro, you know, our, our, our big consultants and con- contractors, but also our, our key government officials from all different departments. Uh, also North American um, investors and investment banks, uh, and and most importantly, uh, uh, other exploration companies uh, operating within Quebec and Ontario. Uh, and, and really sort of just introducing our, us and, and, and what, what we're doing and, and the company's strategy. Uh, so it's, it's been an important, you know, uh, couple of months for us. Are you set on the strategy or is it constantly evolving? Yeah, it's been very clear from the get-go uh, with bringing on, the, you know, Iggy and, and the Dream Team. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a, a natural progression uh, with a, a very, I suppose, focused engineering uh, and development expertise on the board and executive management team. It was a, uh, a natural transition for us to... To focus on the you know this processing hub strategy first and and rolling this out uh, you know we've been getting some you know uh, good reception uh, from all different stakeholders. I've got to ask in general terms, what is a lithium carbonate refinery, and what are the benefits? The lithium carbonate refinery. So there's a lot of there's a big trend at the moment towards going with hydroxide, uh, with with carbonate uh, traditionally dominating the sector. Now. Uh, what we see, uh, talking a little bit more broadly uh, from a uh, you know, macro uh, outlook, is probably a shift back towards lithium carbonate. Uh, the recent introduction from Volkswagen and, and Tesla focusing on LFP batteries uh, brings lithium carbonate into the fold. Uh, you know, it's it's the only feedstock for those LFP batteries, and and you know, there's going to be a, a now a focus on, I suppose, consumer batteries for EVs. So. You know, a slower or, or lower uh, output rather than the the very I suppose high output EVs that that would be traditionally built on on lithium hydroxide. So uh, that's more sort of talking to the the macro outlook, uh, and and that was sort of I suppose reiterated uh, with with a lot of the different people that we talked to. Uh, but talking about the the refiner itself now, uh, now uh, Iggy and, the, and and Jingwan in particular built the Jiangsu plant uh, in China uh, back in in 2012. Now. Uh, this this plant itself, it's you know obviously gets in spodumene concentrate uh, that was provided by Mount Catlin, but you know, there's uh, there's a number of different ways that are currently uh, to get spodumene globally. You know, 95% of the the global spodumene uh, supply is actually processed in China at the moment. So uh, 
uh, that's a huge market and you know it's it's you know let's say a few percent short of a monopoly uh, and what we're trying to do is is bring that technology that has been so successful with Jiangsu and, and recreate that in in Quebec and um, talking about the process itself uh, well to be quite frank it's 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 a very complex uh, process plant uh, you know I've worked on sulfuric acid plants before up in up in Mount Isa and, and phosphoric acid plants and uh, you know in terms of complexity it's, it's very much the same uh, it uh, it demands a a large component of sulfuric acid uh, and uh, and and sodium carbonate uh, and a few other uh, additives that we can source locally within Quebec uh, this is uh, a pretty low footprint plant uh, with with uh, no real um, you know uh, toxic byproducts uh, or, or residues coming out of it so in terms of uh, the, the process itself, uh, you know, we've been one of the, we're, we're actually probably the only company, uh, listed company or unlisted, all listed to actually publish their flow sheet, uh, which has been, I mean, that's probably fairly telling of, of the, the nature of, of Iggy Tan and, and Jingwan is, uh, you know, demonstrates the confidence we have in, in the process that we have uh, and what we can deliver. You've mentioned Iggy Tan a few times. What does Iggy bring and how much have you learned since knowing him? He challenges the status quo on, on, on everything every day and, and it, in, a, in a very, let's say, stagnant market, which you could say in an, uh, a very traditional market, it is quite refreshing for, for someone to come in and, and, and challenge the way that we traditionally do things. Um, and he's had success with that in the, in the past with Galaxy. You know, there was, it was a fast track mentality. Uh, and he's executed and, and 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 did that with a high quality output as well. So, um, the Iggy brings uh, uh, a lot of, you know, cut it, you know, and be fairly blunt, like a lot of experience. Um, yet there's not many people that can say they've done it before. Uh, and and for example, you know, a lot of the conversations that I've had over the last you know, three months, and and we sort of talk about the the company and and pitch the story, and. You know, that they sort of cut me off a lot of the time and say, um, you know, he's already done it before. Um, you know, yeah, there's no learning curve uh, with a lot of other companies. And, and in, you know, although it's not a immature industry, but I wouldn't say it's a mature industry, that not many people can say they've done it before in the lithium industry. So um, not from a Greenfields perspective. So him, Jingwan, uh, and from an operational perspective, Pat Skellum. Now, Pat, you know, you Greenbush, is, as you know, is probably the longest operating and biggest, you know, spodumene mine in the world, right? Uh, now, that being said, you know, we've got the man that, that ran it for 25 years. So, it, you, I don't know, but I don't think you can find anyone else globally with, with that type of skill set, 25 years of, of, of lithium mining and processing experience. So, uh, you know, Iggy, you know, Iggy and, and Jingwan and, and, and Pat, uh, you know, these, these three members of our team, yeah, and obviously Terry and, and Roger bring you know, operational and, and maintenance and, and design experience as well. But you know, these three key players for us are, are quite important in, in rolling out the strategy. So you're an Aussie guy who rocks up in Canada. What's the perception of that on the ground over there? Yeah, it's uh, it's not unusual. So uh, especially in the last three years, there's been uh, yeah, an, an influx of, of Australian expertise going over into to James Bay and on Ontario. And I think, you know, historically and traditionally also with the, with the gold industry uh, in Val d'Or and, and up in, within the remote parts of, of, of the northern Canada. So uh, they, um, they, they understand 
the I suppose the reality and and the benefit of bringing Trident and, and tested experience into the country. Um, they've they've had many failures in lithium, um, you know, starting North America lithium and and Namaska lithium uh, with the Bucci Wabuchi project, uh, and th there's there's scars, you know, to be quite frank. There's uh, you know there's a a very uh, strong uh, sentiment to go to a specialist strategy, uh, not not only with the people we, we talked about uh, or talked to from an exploration perspective, but also uh, in the government sector. So, um, you know, having a, a team like we've got and coming into Australia is a lot easier. Um, we're not we're not here for learning. Uh, uh, the the company's done it before, and and uh, and th that's that's a benefit that that not many people can actually illustrate to the government, um, you know, in Canada. So bringing that expertise also from a, you know, a friendly company like a, a friendly country like Australia, it, it's a lot easier to, to swallow rather than, you know, coming from say China, for example. And how receptive is the government? To be quite frank, very receptive. Uh, and the, the, the investment Quebec, uh, they've been, you know, we've been intimately talking for the, for the last, uh, three months and, you know, part of their strategy is is to fill this midstream gap right they're they're very proactive uh, it's the investment quebec is 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 what it is it's a it's a government uh, investment arm uh, for the the province and and uh, they understand the current hole in in the in the supply chain so we, we've got this or you know quebec itself it's got this huge you know almost exploding resource pool and with about 500 million tons right uh, across james bay across maybe six or seven different deposits, uh, including Patriot and, 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 and Allchem. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, with the recent drilling and, and more drilling coming over the winter 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 months, that resource number is going to increase, right? And and there's going to be a, a suite of, of new resources that are, that are given life uh, and found within the, in the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months. And so you've got this, you know, bursting resource uh, pool up within Quebec and you know, uh, Ontario as well, but you've got this huge pool up in Quebec, and you've got a very strong, um, you know, planned gigafactories and battery manufacturers on the, on the, uh, the you know, the eastern seaboard of North America, right across Canada and US, uh, but but currently no refineries uh, in operation. So, uh, you know, North America lithium, they've got their lithium carbonate plant, which you know doesn't work, and and I think they're more sort of targeting a, a spodumene offtake type strategy uh you know a lot of the companies going uh, you know fully vertically integrated with lithium hydroxide being sort of frontier lithium from ontario uh, as well as as namaska lithium now building their hydroxide plant at beckoncourt so you're seeing some refineries coming up but there's there's no independent refineries right so all of uh, most of the, the the refineries in china that 95 percent that i talked about before they're they're merchant you know they're they're standalone facilities that that buy spodumene from australia predominantly and uh and and process it there and then export lithium carbonate now you know siona for example north america lithium i don't know but you know they're obviously they've got a an offtake with with piedmont now most likely that's going to china uh and then uh the the end user in america is now buying that lithium carbonate back off china so there's a uh, there's a strong focus from uh, in you know, investment in Quebec, provincially and and federally within Canada, to bolster that uh, that supply chain and, and make sure that there's no weak links. Currently, the 
there's no refinery. So it, it's it's the most blatant hole in, in the supply chain. Uh, and uh, and so us coming in and, and, and talking about building a, a standalone uh, refinery in, in Quebec uh, has been received very well because uh, this is what they're currently targeting and, and focusing on is bringing that expertise in, into the province. I was just going to ask you about any feedback. Have you had any, both positive or negative? We've got a, obviously a, a presentation that we, we, we provide everyone when we meet them, whether it's an investor or a, um, you know, a, a government entity or, or key stakeholder, whether that's the First Nation or or local, you know, local communities, but um, more often than not, um, they'll they'll beat me to the to the to the punch, and, and they'll say, you know, you should just focus on the refinery. Um, we need that, and there's a let's say a um, an overarching and broad understanding of of this this downstream gap. So, you know, the the feedback's been quite overwhelming, to be honest. Uh, and the amount of contacts we've got within government agencies now in Quebec is, you know, across all these different departments is, is quite, you know, outstanding. And um, it, it fits the bill, you know, it aligns with all the critical mineral strategies. And, and you know, not only that, but we're, uh, you know, we're, we're coming in from Australia. We want to work within Quebec. We, we want to, yeah, obviously bolster that with them. And I think having that Quebec focus strategy and, and really, um, you know, committing to it, uh, is, is is very well received and and we can only see you know benefits and dividends getting paid through that, that commitment and, and bold strategy to focus on the processing hub for a second how is that strategy playing out yeah so you know it's uh currently we've got hatch uh they're obviously focusing on on the refining so uh, hatch were bought on they were brought on board to focus on the refinery they built the Jiangsu plant for for iggy and jingwan uh, back in 2012 and and what we've got, what we've asked them to do is, is recreate, you know, the Jiangsu design and, and winterize it and bring it up to today's costings in, in Quebec. So, uh, you know, we've, we've done a location study there and, you know, we've got a, a preferred site. Uh, and and the, the next steps for that is uh, just to, to go down the, the route of, of, of the DFS, right? So we've, we're going to have an engineering study, which is at DFS level uh, by the end of next year. Uh, which which puts us in a good position to to really I suppose start looking at finance for that refinery. Now looking I suppose a step back and upstream to the concentrator. Um, this is also something we're we're actively working on. Premiero they've been engaged and they've they've been very very proactive. You know grabbing you know Iggy's Mount Catlin design and and recreating that in 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 Quebec. Um, now the the processing hub. Uh, from a concentrated perspective, it's that's probably one of the the main conversation points we've had with with junior explorers in in Quebec and and in, and, and in Ontario. Now, this uh, this solution for a lot of these these companies is uh, is something they've been looking for and and probably something that that investors have been asking them for some time is that's fine, but how are you going to process it? Now, our strategy is is not a new strategy. Uh, it's it's essentially a hub and spoke strategy. So we have an essentialized facility uh, with 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 offtake agreements within the nearby region. So we're looking at conceptually at the moment, you know, looking at 150 kilometer radius uh, to to bring in different you know run of mine uh, all types from from different different projects. Now, uh, you know, there's there's the big projects, obviously Corvette and and as such, uh, they're going to be standalone facilities, standalone projects, but 
there's going to be a number of different and, and smaller resources that are going to be found within the next six to 12 months uh, and, and already discovered right now that, that uh, are going to need um, a, a facility. And if we can centralize the facility and, and cut down on their costs, bring cash flow forward for them so they can focus on their mine development, uh, then that, that gives them more um, or gives them more cash, but also provides them a focus uh, to, to, to demonstrate the ore body that they have and continue what they're good at. And, and that's exploration. Uh, a lot of these companies are exploration focused and exploration specialists. So uh, us coming in with uh, development and, and, and concentrating experience, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven, uh, to be quite frank. You mentioned earlier the people behind Lithium Universe and how much success they've had. You must be pretty happy with how you've positioned that side of the company, but also its current direction. Not, not many people can boast the team that we have uh, and then have such a bold strategy in such a uh, emerging jurisdiction. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the opportunity is, is, is huge uh, for the company and, and it's just about, uh, at the moment, just going through the, um, the engineering studies in the next 12 months and, and being in a position where we, we, have, we have the plans designed and costed to today's standards. And, that there's really no limit to where we go, whether that's you know, full vertical integration or, or also geographical um, diversification. Uh, you know, this is the this is the benefit of of the strategy is is that we've got the team to support whichever way we go forward. Um, and the the reality is that we can execute each element of of both or all three business units that we we currently have on the table. So. It's uh, yeah, it's it's very exciting, and and uh, there's a huge need for it uh, currently in Quebec, and and they're currently welcoming you know welcoming us with open arms and seeing what else or how else we can we can fit the bill uh, within other different you know different provinces within Canada. Is that the catalyst for you to get out of bed every day to do what you do? Yeah, well, it's it's when there's such a clear vision and 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 such a I suppose cohesive team uh, behind me. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot easier to you know to move things forward at a, at a rapid pace, uh, rapid pace, and and yet you know, the, the the board and you know executive management team they've got you know everyone's fully supportive. There's a lot of respect and experience within the room, and uh, there's no problems uh, if it's if a problem that someone may see, someone's dealt with it before, uh, and that's quite unique. You know we've got on our team we've got eight. You know, lithium specialists, and and what I sort of talk about this with with a lot of people is that, you know, eight of those guys could probably be what would be considered cornerstone directors in lithium companies. Right now, we've got eight cornerstone directors within one company, troubleshooting, problem solving, progressing these projects based on their tried and tested uh, experience and, and knowledge, and and uh, I think that's quite that's quite unique uh, and, and that's, that makes my job a lot easier. Alex, you're leading a great team. You have a fantastic story and I look forward to seeing how LU7 evolves over the next 12 months. Thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Thanks, Hewitt. That concludes another episode of Market Open Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Twitter, rss.com and marketopen.com.au. Until next time, happy investing.
The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of this material as legal tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. Market Open and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent, legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Market Open or any third party to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments in this or any jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the security laws of such jurisdiction.